Hello and welcome to Dinish Guarda Cities ABC YouTube podcast series. We are a thought leadership channel focused on profiling global leading inspired people, leaders, CEOs, authors, technologists and academy people. And we highlight ideas, products, inventions, software, books and solutions and platforms that look at the multiple challenges and opportunities we face in our cities and nations and the advent of society 5.0 digital tra transformation for AR, blockchain, fintech, IoT, smart cities, and a lot of other technology trends that are important to explain our society in our countries and our cities. So uh, today we have uh, uh, our first guest and first person actually coming from Vietnam. That is a country that I like a lot and I've been having wonderful experiences over there. So um, Kimi Duan, I hope I spell it right, also known as Kimiko. So she's a young digital transformational leader uh, with a fantastic international proven track record of generating both uh, interesting and international projects and as well business for startups and international companies across multiple industries. Um, Kim Yu Duan, as well as a passion to drive business growth, creating brand values and looking at ways of innovation across uh, multiple uh, industries and companies and sectors. So she's been um, working, especially in the startup ecosystem in Vietnam and Hanoi, but as well in Southeast Asia and as well in, in uh, different countries and as well in Vietnam, uh, um, Australia, Singapore and Austria, which is kind of a lot of, the, a bit of, all over the world. She's been mm -hmm. as well um, focused on a journey that has uh, uh, created the platform Yellow Blocks, that is a first consulting firm in Vietnam focused on emergent tech and as well she's been working uh, with the uh, global prestigious uh, competition and marketing communication industry like the Young Lions for Cannes Lions in Vietnam and as well um, a background in organizing and speaking in events and moderating in global technology and business marketing conference including TechCrunch China, Vietnam Tech Fest, Hanoi Innovation Summit And she also contributed in business and tech articles for Nip Kao Dao Tu, Business Insider, E27. And uh, in 2019, so last, last year, Kimiko was nominated as the top 20 young leaders in Australia, Vietnam, for contributing to the open innovation ecosystem in Vietnam. Welcome to our podcast series. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much for Dines, uh, for inviting me. And well, like that's a <laughs> very lengthy introduction that you got for me. Thank you so much for you know researching on my profile. Um, so I think like the motivation for me to be on this talk show is like actually because Dennis told me that most of the people would really like you know when remember about Vietnam is about the Vietnam War or like some movie that you watch. And I want uh, I'm here today to present to you like the the new face uh, and the new image of Vietnam as the next top destination for investment and for technology R&D. Completely. I'm actually quite excited because, uh, as uh, I mentioned to you, we've been building actually offices over there and I've been actually going very often there and I love the country as well, um, mm. both for natural and it's a beautiful country, very young as well. So I would like to start by, you're quite young, but a bit of your background and education. And I think just demystifying. I think when we don't know about uh, countries, different cultures, there's a lot of different things. So Vietnam is close to China, it's close to Thailand, it's close mm -hmm. to Malaysia, but it's a very specific country, very 
wonderful history and culture, but as well a very strong young population in education. So you are part of that young population that is the future of the country, and as well a leading economy, fast-growing economy. So if you could tell us about your background and how did you end up doing what you're doing right now. Okay, yeah, thank you. So a little bit about my background. So I was born in Ho Chi Minh City, which is one of the most, uh, is the most developing uh, region in Vietnam. It's the commercial city. Unlike uh, Hanoi, it's like our capital. But uh, for Ho Chi Minh City, it's more like the hot, hotbed for commercialization. So in, uh, when I was 16 years old, I, um, I went to Finland to study high school and also I stayed there for university. So actually I had a dual degree in Bachelor of Science uh, in telecommunications and also in computer science. When I went back to Vietnam 10 years ago, um, I was having kind of like the career switch uh, after I have my MBA and then I worked for the business and marketing industry. Until recently, five years ago, I started to go back to the technology field. Uh, I think that is also a very good uh, milestone um, the, because in Vietnam that time is the first time that the first year that we also recognized there was one e-commerce unicorn coming up in Vietnam, uh, aka like the not e-commerce sorry uh, the VNG, one of the internet company that got into becoming unicorn, and we start to get more and more interest from other regions to come to Vietnam. Um, so currently in Southeast Asia. After Indonesia, actually Vietnam is like the next hot destination for venture capitals. And uh, especially for, uh, to take into account that we are a 100 million um, population country and also like the young generation, we are like the most sought after. So my job here is that um, being like the bridge, being the super connector to connect like the potential investors and also like companies, startups or technology companies who want to expand into Vietnam markets. We provide the assets, we consult like the market entry process and also to do the pilot or demo and introduce them directly to the respective ministries. So currently I'm also like part of the Ministry of Science and Technology Council in Vietnam, Advantage Austria council from Austrian government in Vietnam and Australian government. Wow, impressive and uh, amazing as well, CV, and the fantastic energy that you feel. It's So I, I want to start by asking, so um, you, you've been, well, you're quite young, but you've been doing already fantastic things and as well the bridge quite international between actually growing up in Finland, like you just mentioned, but as well working with multiple countries. So let's say for someone that doesn't know anything about Vietnam and wants to know about the, the culture, about uh, how we used to do business over there, as well, uh, the mentality. Can you just tell us a bit about that? So I think one word, if I have to talk about Vietnam, is full of opportunities. And this is like not from my um, thinking, but it's like from the observation. Because for the last five years, when I started to work in the startup ecosystem and started to work as like this building the bridge and ecosystems, I realized that most of the um, like prominent VCs and the partners, accelerators and startups, they have put Vietnam as like the next to go destination when they enter Southeast Asia. So because like when we talk about Southeast Asia, we are talking about 10 or 12 different countries. But um, as I mentioned before, like uh, when we uh, have like the survey across the region, actually like the, the top destination is Indonesia, Jakarta, 
and then the second uh, hottest like destination for a start to expand or for a VC to go and look for like the next um, potential unicorn, they are looking at Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. And uh, luckily, I, I was born and I live in Ho Chi Minh City, so I can really feel like the growth. Uh, it's not about like what we have as the legacy, but actually, the if you are here every day, you see like the speed of change is enormous, and like the growth and the opportunities. Given that, like this is now the upcoming destination for the top VC and accelerators to come in and to bring their best knowledge and um, like mentorship uh, to here. Like we see a very bubbling. Uh, population of startups. Of course, uh, we know that there's a growth in terms of the economy and the benchmarks are really very impressive. And as well, even the way you've been handling COVID, which is quite exemplar around the world. So from perspective of doing business, because of course, it's a country that is uh, quite well known, both in terms mm -hmm. of media and culture, but not so well known, for instance, in terms of industries, you have, for instance, the the retail fashion industry is kind of, I think, the second or third biggest country in terms of production in the world. There's a lot of industries that are really growing around Vietnam. So can you tell us a bit about that from your experience, both uh, attracting international accelerators, but as well for people that are looking for eventually doing something in Vietnam? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. I think that you did a lot of research about our country. So... Um, so I think that uh, one thing I forgot to mention is like the reason why we have like such buttering growth is actually like um, for the last three years, our, I think for the last 10 years, our GDP has consistently growth at least like from six to 9% per year. And then like recently in the last three years, we officially like, you know, enter from low income to like the middle income uh, country. So as, as you know, like the behavior, the consumer behavior is shifting. And given that we have very good infrastructure in the digital, uh, like the telco. So everyone has access to like the smartphones nowadays and like the internet access is so great. So actually like the consumer, digital consumer behavior is developing. So I would say that specifically for some of the um, platforms in Vietnam that have entered Vietnam in the last five years, I would say is a very hotbed for them, especially for e-commerce or ride hailing or super apps like Grab when they enter Vietnam. They are seeing Vietnam as one of the major markets uh, for the whole region. Uh, vice versa, um, the, on the other hand, in terms of like the ease of business to launch an, a real like entrepreneur's um, journey in here, I would agree with Linus, there are still some kind of like obstacles uh, the entry for barriers, because especially when we uh, we are just like, you know, uh, in terms of the political background, we we have quite a different cultural context of doing the business. However, I would say that like the context is fast changing nowadays, and especially now the government, especially when I talk about the government here in terms of the technology, it's the Ministry of Science and Technology. We even like have an initiative to encourage more and more business to do in Vietnam it has some kind of like encouraging scheme and and business procedures to help those to enter the market. So, and from your career, so I think in terms of your highlights, so I know that you, you of course, you have a, a position both in terms of uh, the startup world, the technology world, and as well the marketing world, and as well quite interesting from working with Cannes Film Festival, which have, with the uh, mm -hmm. uh, not the film actually the advertisement part, which is actually one of the biggest festivals but as well on this area. So can you tell us a bit about that work? So let's say you as an entrepreneur, 
Um, I think it's quite interesting to demystify, for instance, me in London, or as well a Portuguese, partly French, and as well now in London, or you in Vietnam as well. It's quite interesting for looking at this because I think the future of the world, the world economy, is relationships between entrepreneurs from different countries that have that create value, but as well they know how to work on this, especially the, the fast-growing companies. So a bit of your background and as well about the company Yellow uh, Yellow um, uh, uh, yeah. yeah Yellow Blocks that you created. Hmm. I think that um, you mentioned about very interesting and uh, I think that uh, for like the previous business, we depend on what kind of like unique resources we can bring to the table. And nowadays when like the world is more flat and everything is online and like the boundary is certainly very blurred, I think like the most critical um, like thing we have now is trust. And currently, like the trust is kind of like a digital trust. I know you, and then when you introduce some kind of trusted partner from business partner from your side, I can also give that instant trust. That's why uh, I was like really interested in those kind of like new platform and new technologies that can enable or can, you know, like enhance this kind of like trust building. So in terms of yellow blocks, at first we started as the offline channel. Uh, with the existing um, relationships with the government or like with the business. But more and more, we are looking at Yellow Blocks as one of the platform to connect people with the same um, objective and the same mindset. And I think that the trust nowadays is, is more like easily built by our credentials, uh, what we can actually like give the, the values to, to the partners. And in our case, like the values that we are bringing to the table, is like the market understanding about Vietnam and also like who you should, who, who is who in Vietnam market and who you should talk with for your specific project. My first contact with Vietnam actually was a conference that I was a keynote speaker with your major mm. banks. And I was yeah. very, uh, to be honest, I was very, I had actually, I did a keynote after the, the head of the central bank. Mm. And I was very impressed because uh, first of all, um, the all the the speakers were actually quite digital which actually more speak more digital and this was already like four or five years actually probably five years ago mm -hmm. they were actually more savvy than even in europe and as well a lot of the emerging banks a lot of companies were actually very open to innovation to doing things digital and so forth so let's say from that part what you highlighted for instance a, a, a major unicorn that is a telecom a digital company but can you tell us a bit about that background because of course there's a this kind of historical image of vietnam but this this new startup digital savvy um very very digital i think you are actually one of the most digital countries in the world um mm -hmm. so a bit of that and as well for us i noticed that my internet uh, with my phone i had better internet almost in vietnam than i sometimes have in london uh, or in the uk so a bit of that that uh, understanding just on pure things like companies organizations and different things i think it's a very like interesting question um i don't know like the history of when we start to have the hang of this like startup trend however i think like before like 10 years ago actually vietnam was also like the the destination for outsourcing project so i i know about that uh, that previous history because like Suddenly, from 2000, um, from the year 2000, the two two YK year, um, actually, on, almost like most of the universities in Vietnam start to offer like the degree in computer science and so on. So we quite have like a national, you know, um, the initiative to build the next generation of tech savvy people starting like that year. 
And um, I think like for now, what we are seeing is like moving um, beyond or not only like manufacturing or outsourcing, uh, like the execution of IT projects, but rather we observe the successful case study and also we see some of the local success case study, uh, aka like the VNG um, or like the phenomena of Grab when they come to Vietnam, they were just like a normal like startup uh, that come into Vietnam and they introduced the new concept. But now like they are everywhere in like the daily operation of Vietnam people. So I think more and more like we have more access and we have like more um, relevant case study that we can see that uh, actually like for the technology and R&D part, we are very confident. But how to translate that into like the application and commercialization? Uh, I think we are on the learning curve for that. Coming right now to your areas of expertise. So one of the things you've been doing uh, is ambassador for uh, um, emerging technologies and a lot of the fourth industry revolution, blockchain, smart cities and different things. So I know that uh, Hanoi in particular is building a huge smart city project. There's a lot of massive cities being created uh, in Vietnam. I was actually involved in some projects. So can you tell us about that? Because I think it's interesting because, the, like you said, it's close to 100 million people population. I think around the, most of the population is around 20 to 30 years old, something like that. So very young. Um, but uh, in terms of these technologies, how do you see this in Japan, in, in Vietnam, sorry, and the relationship with the countries around Vietnam, but as well specific. I know, for instance, that Japan has actually a hub over there, a lot of uh, business but especially in the, your way and your work with emerging technologies. So um, talking about like the technology trend in Vietnam, I think the word digital transformation first appeared maybe five years ago, but like just recently for the last two years, the, the government of Vietnam, like now we put every focus, what we call is like the digital strategy for Vietnam, um, because we know that like we are entering um, the era of like very high population, 100 million people, and like the natural resources are running out, right? And we are already uh, positioned ourselves at the next destination for uh, high-tech manufacturing, um, like in addition to, to China. So I think that like in terms of like uh, looking at the urbanization trend, um, the government also specified that we need to focus on like this uh, industrial 4.0 um, trend and the second one is that to look into smart city urbanization and also um, planning, industrial planning for that one. Uh, because basically we see that 70% of the people are like now coming to the city every year. And there's no way that trend is reversed, uh, at least in the next five or 10 years. So in terms of Ho Chi Minh City and Hanoi, which is like the two biggest cities right now, we are already running out of the space. And we are looking more like the existing zone that how can we restructure them and make them into more livable cities. So it's quite exciting because of course, if we tackle the areas of making the cities more smart and, and with more capacities on, on these areas, of course, the, you're going to have much more capacity to manage data and a lot of different things that can actually create much more innovation on the country. So. Another thing I want to touch is your work in promoting Vietnam abroad. So let's say uh, what you've been doing, you mentioned that you've been working with the Minister of Science or Minister of, I think it's Science and Technology and other or other uh, ministers. So 
Can you tell us about that work and what exactly has been doing this? And as well, let's say if I'm an international company that I want to know about this, where can I find these informations and things like that? Well, um, that's a great question. So actually my work uh, mostly is more about like bringing the latest uh, international trend, technology trend to Vietnam. And also the second part of my work when I collaborate with the Ministry of Science and Technology in Vietnam is to represent some of our uh, high-profile startups that are already very successful in Vietnam and they want to look into expanding the market um, in Southeast Asia. So one of the examples is that uh, currently in Vietnam, as, as you know, like we have a very young generation and we have it's easy for us to get the traction of like, let's say like 100,000 users for the first 100,000 users. And we already see a lot of like e-commerce platform or some of the um, IoT technology platform for the pilot project is very successful. But we, um, when, we, uh, when we go out and when we talk to the businesses and so on, we realize that we cannot take into account only the big cities like Ho Chi Minh City or Hanoi. Uh, and like for the other cities in, in Vietnam, like the, the learning curve, it needs to take a little bit more time. So in terms of like, for example, the smart city project, uh, we can only do like at the very big cities. But uh, in terms of like other um, satellite cities and so on, it's not yet the time to build it. So that's why like one of our focus for the digital strategy of Vietnam is to make those into a very successful uh, pilot cases and also to look for the way to expand um, to other countries. So hence like the partnerships building and when we look, take a look at this as the ecosystem is very important. So let's mm -hmm. say for instance, can you tell us, let's say from the young population, some of the apps that you see and some of the innovation that you see coming? Because I know for instance that you have a huge hub of blockchain, a lot of things mm -hmm. in terms of AI, uh, you mentioned emerging technologies, three the six and four year and smart cities, but let's say some, Let's say, for instance, I know China created WeChat and all these kind of different uh, yeah. apps that initially were copy-paste of the, the U.S. major social networks, but then they became mainstream global players. And for instance, Financial right now is one of the biggest financial players in the planet. So in your case, what do you see coming from that innovation from Vietnam? It's quite like a difficult um, question to tackle right now um, because I obviously I do not have enough like data for the whole representing the whole landscape of Vietnam. Uh, however, like from my own observation, I think in terms of like the building the platform uh, for, um, for e-commerce, so not, not the e-commerce platform itself, but like the services for the e-commerce. So in terms of block tech, logistic tech, and to connect like the truck drivers and connecting like the B2B uh, manufacturers for, for existing like, um, let's say like textile industry or the smartphones industry in Vietnam. I see like there's a upcoming like generations of uh, startups who are solving that problem. Second one is that in terms of the um, daily life of Vietnam, uh, for example, one of the upcoming uh, app is Zupiet. So it's kind of like the app that can connect you um, uh, both O2O, like online to offline, um, to like a housekeeper and like connecting those guys. So it's quite like to solve like the daily problems of the urbanization issue, like of the upcoming smart city that, are, that we are solving. Or we see also like upcoming platforms like social commerce or KOL influencer uh, platform 
or data um, data management platform specifically for Vietnam markets. Because when we talk about big data in Vietnam, I think the critical point is not about how to use big data, but we still at level zero about like data collection and data standardization. So for now, I think most of the part about digital transformation in Vietnam is still stick to the very fundamental um, the infrastructure in terms of like standardization. The relationship between um, uh influences because of course the young population and I know that you've been uh, you mentioned just snap on that but as well that relationship because I know that is more and more important so let's start with that one if you can get us a bit of an uh, especially from the perspective of the young population that you have over there yeah I think that we um, as I mentioned before like when we enter like the first time being like the middle income country uh, we see a lot of actually like there's a social economic gaps Uh, between like the city and like the non-cities uh, population and especially in the cities then actually like they are catching up the trend of the regions like very quickly and that's give like a rise of like influencers in, in entertainment industry. We see a lot of growth in like the, so for example, TikTok uh, immediately take Vietnam as one of like the most, you know, critical markets when they enter Vietnam and similarly to Facebook. So I think that for Facebook ads, Google ads, and TikTok, uh, Vietnam is like one of the leading uh, markets for them in, in Asia, like strategic market for them in Asia. That can represent you how, like, how important it is as like the digital consumer behavior in Vietnam. And I think uh, I, I read about like the, uh, a little bit about the background. There's, there has been like a huge extensive research about like the e-commerce and internet um, companies behavior for the potential population across like Asia. And I think Vietnam score like out of the top two or top three uh, in the list among with Thailand and Indonesia in terms of like the social uh, use, uh, social media usage and also like digital marketing. That's very, very powerful. So another question is related and it relates to it as well. That's so Uh, Vietnam is, is, I think, one of the top five or top three countries in the world in terms of production of textiles, apparel, mm -hmm. and all the different things. So yeah. what innovation is coming out of that industry that is, of course, a, a very, very uh, powerful industry? I know that mm -hmm. is a huge amount of the part of the economy of Vietnam, but as mm -hmm. well, it has right now a lot of relationship, of course, with the fashion I know mm -hmm. that the made in Vietnam is starting to be strong. So a bit of that overview. I don't know. I, I know that it's not probably your expertise, but just to, as an yeah. expert on the on the country, just to understand a bit. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I think that I also have a very, um, how to say, deep research about this because when I joined the Advantage Austria Innovation Council for Vietnam market, actually, like Austria is known for its like very high tech uh, industrial high-tech uh, manufacturing process in like robotics and all of those stuff like um, for manufacturing. Uh, however, when we try to bring some of the existing country to Vietnam, we see like there's a huge gap in, um, so sure like the Vietnam, uh, in Vietnam we have a lot of existing factory and manufacturing sites. However, like it's still a very labor intensive industry. And like because the labor cost in Vietnam, so uh, for now, like it's still like cheaper compared like to the investment in terms of like the tech uh, adoption. So we see a very slow growth on this. But uh, I guess that you know, with our um, estimation in the next two or three years, 
as like the average income is going to increase and like there's a more like pressure in terms of like global standard for the manufacturing and so on. Uh, more and more we see like more applications in terms of the industry, um, industrial technology in the current process in life. You mentioned that you're advising a lot of investor groups and accelerators of startups. So how does it work? Let's say if I, if I want to build a company over there, if I want to engage with other startups, what yeah. do you suggest? About the, uh, of course, there's the organizations you're involved with as well. How do you suggest the best process on that? Well, so actually, like we position ourselves not only as a consulting firm, but as a super connector. So like the connecting service is always there. So even if we are not the one to execute that project, we always like introduce you to the best partners that we think can help you in this matter. That's why what we do is like an ecosystem of supporters for technology companies or partners who want to enter Vietnam, rather than position ourselves as like the service provider for all of the services. Uh, and I think like one of the part is that actually in Vietnam, if you know like the easiest way to enter is actually very easy. And I can share like that tips with you um, because I think that you can also like be the influencers for uh, for the people who wants to come to Vietnam. And I think that like, okay, first of all, you can get your, one of your foot there first. And what I mean is that like, if you can position yourself to get into like the local media for once, actually like the potential partners, they will come and talk to you. So in, in this case, for the, I give you like the real life example. So I have been like um, discussing with ST Innovate. So ST Innovate is like the Singaporean government, uh, deep tech fund, uh, and like they are very, very famous uh, across the region. And when they come into Vietnam, they, they ask us like, okay, Yellow Plus, how can we build like a deep tech ecosystem in Vietnam and how, who, who, where should we start? And then I uh, also like uh, part of like the advising team, we agree that like they should go first with the Ministry of Science and Technology or Ministry of Planning and Investment and sign MOU and then get on like the local media as like opening the, the next hub for the deep tech. And at that time, not all of the people in Vietnam know what is deep tech and so on. But we start the conversation and like soon enough, like most of the major universities and major corporates uh, that are already knowing like what is deep tech going on in the world, they actually like come to ST Innovate and they ask like, okay, who should we, we can help you to bring you to Vietnam, to partner with you in Vietnam. So more or less, like just believe that actually there are people who are already researching and looking for the solutions that your company is trying to bring to Vietnam. Um, the question is like just to bring those to, to the people who are looking for it. So you you are working with a lot of uh, very interesting organizations. I'll just mention some of them. It's a ABC, ABCD Tech, uh, the Quest Ventures. There is a, an accelerator and ABC Tech is a playground for tech community. And then as well, Adventures Austria Vietnam that you have been involved. And as well, uh, I think, uh, um, of course, with the VIN Group, which is quite a big collaborate, uh, right now focused more in technology industry. So can you tell us about these organizations? Because it's quite uh, amazing uh, vitality of these. And I don't know if you want to highlight uh, any of them. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, so I can share with you a, a bit about VIN Group. Um, not on behalf of VIN Group, but as like the... Uh, public information that you can easily find online. So actually, Vin Group is uh, the biggest conglomerate in Vietnam. Uh, the valuation is around like 30 billion US dollars. 
and uh, we had um, like originally like the um, the industry was in real estate. But however, for the last three uh, three years, we have repositioned ourselves as the leading technology and industrial and services conglomerate. So we put a like very high focus in technology and industrial. So actually, we were the first um, company in Vietnam that actually invested in the manufacturing side. We have our own like car automaker OEM. Our name is Vinfast. And we also like build the biggest um, smartphone manufacturing site in Vietnam for VinSmart, our own like um, smartphone uh, supreme. So um, you can see like Vin Group are like on the leading top 100 listed company in Vietnam, uh, even though they come like from different industries or even from the bank, we are now putting more focus on the industrialization and um, digital transformation because we know that the next trend and the next generation, the future is about technology. Last thing and probably to wrap up, uh, I don't know if you want to, let's say, what can we find more information about you? And as well, I know that you are involved in uh, uh, mentoring startup uh, accelerators. They're mm -hmm. super connected, like you mentioned, which I think is a great word for you, but as well um, uh, with the multiple different organizations. So let's say, where can we find that information about you? Uh, what websites do you highlight? Of course, we'll put this in the in the notes around the interview that is going to be distributed all over the internet. But just to understand a bit more. Well, I think that um, so well, my, you can always ping me on LinkedIn, um, that, like with my name Kiyomi Duan, uh, and also like yellowblocks.org um, is um, the, although now I stay only as the investor to the company, but. Like they are young, um, the next young generation who are like building yellow blocks of the super connectors. So you can always like connect with um, like by pinging us on the website or our LinkedIn. Well, it's been an honor. I think even for me, there's a lot of things that I will be contacting you and I'm sure all the people that listen to us. So I wish you great success or continuous success, um, making a fantastic new narrative for that amazing country. And as well, um, thank you for having us uh, in this time. Okay, thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Linus. It's a great honor. And I hope next time when we meet physically, I can get like your autobiograph uh, for IR book. No, no, we'll be the next one. I'll launch my next book over there. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> There's okay. a new one coming. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.